What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25 Moro here from Grundle. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian the gate is down. This is a sharp left hander. Who's gonna shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. With us on the line, we've got none other than Life Proof's own Jared McNeil. Jared, how's it going? Yeah, good, guys. Just uh, hanging out, cruising at home. How you doing? Hey, I'm not doing too bad whatsoever, uh, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Uh, your your helmet may be life-proof, uh, your sponsor is life-proof, but your knee, unfortunately, right now is not life-proof. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about why you're, why you're not uh, twisting the throttle today. Yeah, no, the other week uh, I dislocated my knee, uh, riding for my mate Paul Smith, uh, his one-year memorial ride there at Jimmy Fitzpatrick's place, uh, Fitzland, we were out there just having a session with all the boys and a barbecue and that, and uh, I was trying to trying to do like a whip-to-whip, just messing around, like trying to do two whips in one jump, like whip my bike right and left, and uh got a little bit off balance on the landing and put my foot out and uh it dislocated my knee which went straight back in but i've tore my acl and my meniscus so i'm just uh chilling at home on the mend again no kidding man well there's such as life of a of a freestyle motocross rider uh and of course uh, like you're you're a multi-talented rider we've seen you race uh, the washougal national in the past i believe straight rhythm in its first uh rendition and, and unfortunately you won't be able to compete in that this year i think that 252 stroke class would have been right up your alley um yeah it but, is. i would have been <laughs> oh that would have been sick especially because like you'd be like you'd be winning uh one of the heats and just be throw a big knack knack or a big ruler over the finish line or something like that but uh maybe um, or something yeah that, like <laughs> that's one of those things where uh i think um like your talents as a freestyle rider are almost a little bit overshadowed by your ability to whip the motorcycle i think a lot of people yep. think of jared mcneil as a whip specialist but when i saw you at uh, this last year's uh or this last yeah this last summer's uh Nitro Circus Tour, like you, yeah. you've got every trick in the book, as well as a ton of execution and, and and some serious extension in some of your tricks. Yeah, no, definitely, that gets overshadowed. Uh, I don't know, people just know me for my whips, but they don't know me for actually being a freestyler and a motocross supercross racer. So it's quite funny, you know, yeah, the way things are. But yeah, I don't know. Time will tell, and people will understand what I what I what I can do on a bike besides throw whips. Well, right, and of course, like everyone loves a great whip, and yours is uh, arguably uh, one of the the greatest I've ever seen. It's it's the execution of it, the way you contort your body, the way you get every single inch out of it is is just it's it's awe inspiring. And I think that's why people uh, tend to uh, uh, focus more on that than anything else. But uh, let's dial. 
let's dial the, the clocks back a little bit. Where did this all start for uh, for for Jared McNeil uh, back in Australia? Of course, uh, you, you're not a native to uh, North America, even though uh, the Americans have kind of uh, brought you in as one of their own, as far as uh, yeah. just embracing you. But uh, like uh, I, I, like a pair of Bluntstones and what kind of motorcycle? Uh, I grew up on a PW50 or Peewee 50, as we call it. Um, yeah, have an older brother, older sister, and younger brother. Mum and dad, we grew up on a dairy farm. Like we had a 600 acre dairy farm with over well, 700 head of cattle. And uh, yeah, just growing up on a farm, most kids we you know, we grew up riding four wheel motorcycles, you know, around around the cows and you know out in the bush and stuff like that. And you know, riding motorcycles is one of them and uh yeah just having an older brother and that kind of influenced it and you know his friends obviously um influenced us riding dirt bikes and uh yeah it was one of those family things we just went away every weekend racing motocross with uh mum and dad and my my family and um you know racing every weekend jumping jumping bikes and hanging out with your mates and riding bmx's camping you know just all the cool stuff about motocross as a kid um and you know, obviously trying to go to school through the week but i was not really good at going to school um and then uh yeah i mean moving into freestyle i guess was 2000 and what six two thousand seven. i started doing freestyle more more so like on the side with my racing career winning right. junior australian titles and things like that as a racer and um yeah moved into my freestyle career around that around 2006-2007 absolutely I, th- I think uh um one of the things that kind of stands out to to me about your riding is that you bring uh, a racer's intensity and the execution uh, of a racer to to the motorcycle and to uh, the way you you ride it even in in a freestyle run or even when you're, you're throwing a whip the the intensity is there right um like do, do you feel like uh a, being a racer first kind of uh like just increases your sense of mastery as far as uh, skills on a motorcycle because when someone oh, sees you even doing one yeah. of those like you you land off of one of those like the the big 75 footer you just grab the front brake one hand in the air and doing a nose wheelie like that is that's comfortable comfortability that you can only have by spending a lot of time in the saddle yeah i spent a lot of time on my bike as a kid um Obviously, having you know, I had an excavator when I was eight, nine years old. So I used to build my own motocross tracks at home, and um, so I learned how to how to build jumps and jump those jumps all different sizes. Because I was all every day after school, I'd get home, I'd put diesel in the excavator and build jumps or make my track, you know, my track, my motocross track. home was like four minutes long because I just kept building it every day. <laughs> so, like, it's one of those things, you know, you just. Growing up, having the ability to be able to ride in my backyard and spending a lot of time on the bike, like you know, people, I stay pretty thick from just riding my bike. I spend a lot of time. I like, I just like riding my bike. It's something I've always done, and uh, getting the skills from riding a bike—that's how you get it. Is just spending time on the bike. I mean, that's really all it comes down to, doesn't it? Um, yeah, being it's all able seat to, time, honestly. Like yeah, any skills it. that anybody has. It's just seat time and just yeah. like like if you especially with guys like yourself who have that special set of skills where you, you just you, you accentuate it by just like playing around and, and seeing if you can jump that or seeing if you can nose wheelie off of this and, and that turns into something really special. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. It does. Like I mean 
that's all I grew up doing. So um, yeah, having having an older brother and that, that, and then the younger brother, we were always just you know mucking around and pushing each other to ride better and better. And um, yeah, that's where I learned a lot of my skills going up. And then obviously going up like doing coaching schools, like going to coaching schools with motocross. That was a big part of my riding, like learning how to have bike control while riding a track, like body positions and things like that. That all, like that's how I learned my technique on a motorcycle and learning how to scrub and things like that. That all just progressed and took it over to freestyle ramps. That's, I mean, that's how I started my whipping career was basically going to the motocross tracks on weekends and showing off if I wasn't winning a race. If I was winning a race, I was cranking massive whips because I was so stoked to be winning a race and kind of showing off to the crowd or just sending it off jumps. And then if I wasn't winning, I was just out the back, you know, throwing whips because it was, you know, I'd made, maybe, or maybe I crashed and I can't make up time. So I was out there just cranking whips in frustration. But it was something that, you know, that I took over to freestyle ramps when I was like 15 and started cranking on ramps and trying to scrub a freestyle ramp. That's how I learned how to do turndowns. I was just trying to scrub a freestyle ramp and next thing you know, they go start going backwards. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny how things turn out. (laughs) Well, no kidding. Like at what point did you start to to see some video of what you were doing in those, some of those turndowns and the way you tweak it completely out? It's like, there's there's some times where the, the back, like nobody's looking at your drain the drain bolt because the drain bolt is actually pointing towards the sky. Uh, yeah. how, how long did it take you to progress to that? Because uh, that's a whip that I don't think anyone else has in their uh, their their quiver. Yeah, no. There's a, I mean, Tyler Beerman's definitely cranking. Tom Parsons, they're the only two people I know that officially can get their drain plug like mine. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a few racer guys I've seen do in the past, and there's. You know, there's, I've seen like Josh Hansen, a few, there's a few people that can do it, but it's like, uh, consistently, there's a very handful that can do it consistently. Um, so I don't know, it's like one of those things that you progress over time. Like I was racing Supercross on, what, 2008, 2009, doing the halftime shows to make money. So I was doing whips and, you know, upright tricks and things like that. I wasn't flipping 75 foot at that time. So, um yeah just cranking whips was kind of my thing so i mean when i was you know, 15 16 all the way up i was jumping ramps and just trying to get more inverted as i could or more backwards on a turn down as i could so over the years it's progressed and up until now it's just kept kept progressing the whips have kind of got to a point now where you basically almost need to just do a barrel roll or do a 360 because we're getting them that far around or that upside down now so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you, you've just about maxed out uh, how, how far you can throw that thing. And I, I'm always just amazed when I slow it down. I love, love to do it in slow motion just to see what kind of uh, like force you're pushing on the motorcycle and where. And it's just like when you when you bring the back end of the motorcycle around, a lot of times a lot of people don't notice how you're actually pushing the foot pegs out away from you to pull it back. And it's just really like, it literally pokes that back end of the motorcycle about as far as you can. And that to me is kind of that, like that, that's like the, the cherry on top of, of that whip that you pull is, is you really uh, extend that, that, uh, that trick just as you would a, uh, like a ruler or a, a switchblade or something like that. You get that extra little poke that uh, just kind of, yeah, like, definitely. Uh, yeah, puts the exclamation. Being a little, being a little person, I'm pretty aggressive with my movements. So like, I've got to be, 
like if I can get out to a trick quicker, it means I can hold it quicker. So the, the snappier I am and the more aggressive I am, that's like motocross, you get that aggression and that snap of like, you know, like slamming corners or like scrubbing jumps, like that aggression. So I basically take that over to, to riding freestyle. I have a bit of like a sweet aggression, like a real snappy kind of aggression when I do my tricks and that's how I do my whips. I kind of, I'm pretty aggressive with my whips as well. It's like pretty snappy straight off the lip. It's like what I want my bike to do already starts halfway up the lip. It's already in motion, you know? So you kind of got to be pretty snappy with it. Snappy Jared McNeil, and uh, and doesn't matter if you're on a Kawasaki 250F, 450 Yamaha, or 252 stroke from Yamaha. Uh, like, over the years, we've seen you rip just about anything, and uh, it, it seems like uh, if if there's a motorcycle to be ridden, whether it's vintage, current, or four stroke, uh, Jared McNeil's going to ride it. He's going to ride it well. Um, why do you like uh, Why do you like uh, being on all all kinds of different motorcycles, my friend? I mean, obviously, uh, before I got support from, uh, Yamaha USA, it's, uh, it was kind of whatever I could get my hands on. I mean, when I, when it came to two strokes, we're pretty limited on manufacturers now with, uh, two strokes. And, uh, I mean, I've always been a Yamaha supporter my whole entire life. I spent, uh, you know, majority of it's been Yamahas. Uh, my parents owned a Yamaha dealership went back when I was younger after the dairy farm. So, I've kind of been a, a big Yamaha fan my whole life, and uh, that was kind of a childhood dream come true to be sponsored by those guys. Prior to being with them, I kind of just got with uh, whatever I could get, a, you know, shop deal or if a sponsor could buy me a bike. So at one stage, yeah, I was, had a um, KX250 and uh, KX450, and then I was riding Yamaha two-strokes. You know, that was just like what I had. I rode the tracks yeah. or free road on the KXs and then I uh, always rode the two-stroke for freestyle before I rode the two-stroke for freestyle I used the CRF 250F that was when I first started kind of doing better with freestyle so I've kind of I mixed it up and then I went to the two-stroke Yamaha one day I was just like you know what I want to ride a two-stroke for freestyle like this would be better I think and uh yeah so I switched over to the Yamaha I've been riding that ever since for freestyle since probably 2010 would be yeah, since okay. 2010, I got on the two-stroke Yamaha, but I mean, it doesn't really, I don't have a problem because as an amateur, I rode 250Fs, 125s, and 85s all in the same race. You go to a junior national or a state, like a state championship, a Vic title or something like that, we would, I would ride the 85, then I'd hop on my 250F, and then I'd hop on my like 125, all, you know, back-to-back races like i'd just be all as a kid you know when you're 14 15 16 you're riding as many classes as you can at the nationals so that's what i did so going from a 250f to an 85 was not a problem i did it so nowadays i love riding all kinds of bikes it doesn't matter if it's a two-stroke or a four-stroke like i have a lot of bikes in the garage and they all have a different purpose like you know if i want to ride the hills on my two-stroke 250 i can go i've got a you know a free ride bike and i've got a track bike and i've got a couple of freestyle bikes that get shipped off for like the nitro tour or i have one at home and then uh you know a 450 that i can ride out in the hills or i can uh do step up on it you know so there's so many a track bike 250f so i can go out and shred motocross um on my 250f like there's so many different bikes in my garage for different purposes i just like it's not i'm not like a 
I'm not like dedicated to exactly one bike, but for freestyle, I'm dedicated to the two stroke for now. Like I absolutely love my two stroke and I get it to do what I want it to do. And, um, you know, it's the best bike I think, uh, for what I do on freestyle. And then obviously the, the track bikes are pretty good with the four strokes. I, I love riding my 250S Yami and my 450 on the track. So kind of just whatever, you know, whatever I want to ride on that day. But, uh, I'm definitely a diehard two stroke fan. That's for sure. Hey everyone, let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly, then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like Zipper Lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with Oats and Bran. Oats and Bran? I didn't think there was such a... That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Demigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, Big MX listeners, it's time for another commercial break. Please listen carefully to these, and we'll be right back to the show. Thanks. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did, and head to dubyausa.com today. WUSA. All things weeks. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. 
you pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. No doubt. And for that reason, I think that you have almost become like like a, like the, the people's champion as far as freestyle goes in, in North America. And I think Americans have really embraced you because of that. You mix gas, you haul ass, you do whatever you need to do when you need to do it. And, and you do it with a ton of style and a smile on your face. Um, I speak to the, the way that uh, the American crowds and just the, like crowds worldwide have just embraced you for that, the way you love to ride your motorcycle and the way you do it yeah that's i mean who doesn't love riding bikes like yeah people on social media and all these are too worried about calling each other out whether or not they ride this bike that bike or whatever but that's not what it's about it's all about just getting out there and having fun riding your bike like it's um i don't know it's one of those things it's you just love doing it don't you and then whether you're riding a two-stroke or a four-stroke and whether you're putting mixed fuel in your bike or straight fuel in your bike it doesn't matter as long as people are out there enjoying riding their bike that's all that matters i couldn't agree more my friend and, and for yeah. anyone who needs to uh once you're completely healed up and ready and ready to go they need to head out to a nitro circus event and see you do what you do uh like, uh, you, yep. like you're, you're you're someone who can almost not even be contained i remember uh watching you guys in practice and you getting uh, reprimanded for whipping it too big in the beginning of the show because uh the the promoters and the, and the producers like to kind of like uh have you guys not show your best stuff when you guys are just warming up and of course you go out there and get her all kinds of upside down and uh, and and it's just like that's that's just speaks to the your your talents on a motorcycle and your willingness to just send it yeah i just like putting a smile on people's faces whether or not you know like it's like hey who can't see enough you know you go out there and you throw a whip in practice and yeah the crowd sees i think we'll run a little bit behind time that uh with the weather we were having so who, who doesn't want to see more than one massive whip i would so i was like kind of it was a bit touchy, but yeah, put a little, our athlete guy, he put a, a little bit of pressure on me not to, and I kind of stepped the line, but I was like, hey, I want to give these people something, so. Yeah, plus know? it's freestyle, it's punk rock, man. You exactly, gotta, you... that's what it's about, you just got to have, yeah, that's it, as long as, you, as long as you're sending it, and people are loving it, and uh, we're having a good time, that's all that matters. 
Absolutely. Now, there's there's one particular uh, area of your game that stands out uh, possibly even more than your whips, and and that's why you, you are now a nine-time uh, X Games medalist, and, uh, and and this past year you collected another gold medal in the step-up competition, and uh, I know you do a ton of uh, practicing, you and Bryce Hudson uh, going out yep. there and, and seeing what you can make happen with, with that, but it's the step-up that uh, it, it's, just, it's become almost like... It's it's like a non-competition for you. Like we're watching the the, the competition go by, and, and you're five, eight, ten feet above the bar while everyone else is just trying to whip it over top of that thing. Speak to uh, your abilities to just uh, manhandle that event, because uh, until anyone can challenge you, you own that thing, baby. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, being a little dude. It's probably benefit. Like I've seen Ricky Carmichael and a lot of Tommy Clouds. Like they were legends in it. Ronnie Renner. He's yeah. real small, real small dudes. You know, look at us. So uh, I think it helps a lot. With um, I mean, if we've got you know, we've got the skill. Like you know, Ricky Renner, Tommy Clouds have all had plenty of bike skills. So I've looked up to those guys and kind of followed them into step up and gone. You know, like I'm a little dude. So it's like perfect for this event because it's you know, riding a I just moved over to the four fifty so last year I rode the two fifty two stroke and then uh this I won it last year on that and then this year I'm like, you know, I want a little bit more oomph. I want to kinda of really show X games that like I'm I'm here to dominate this for a little while and um yeah, basically went out there and yeah, just centered at X Games and showed people that uh, you know, practicing was what I did, what me and Bryce did, we did a lot of it, and we came there prepared, and we both wanted to go one-two, and whether or not Bryce bet me or I bet Bryce, it didn't matter. We were just there to go one-two, and, uh, and that's what we did. You know, we spent a lot of time at home. Uh, I've got my place down here in Southern California, and we uh, built a step-up lip, and we basically practiced on it most afternoons or most mornings. Um, I mean, it takes a bit of a toll on your body, so you can't do a whole lot of it every day but every day you can do it and uh yeah we did so went to x games and uh went one two which was what we wanted to do it was amazing and uh yeah that was pretty cool Absolutely, your, your your talents with that definitely stand out, and uh, and and it's it's amazing to see what you can do with that, my my friend. It's like, yeah, being a small guy definitely helps, but uh, I'm not sure if it, it gains you an extra five six feet over over your next closest guy. But uh, um, let's talk a little bit about that whip competition that's been much maligned and, and some controversy with that. <laughs> I know that you felt that you should have won that event. I felt you should have won won that event, but uh, it, Honestly, like the, the reality is. You didn't win that event, so uh, it's tell honestly me a little bit not how even not even it's not even about me winning that event. Like, I would love to have won that event, of course. Mm. But yeah. if Tyler Beerman had won it or Tom Parsons had won it, uh, that would have been amazing. Like, I would have been stoked for those boys because those boys kept me on my toes. Like, I honestly, some of Beerman's, some of Parsons were just as good as mine. You know, like, it, and that's and that's the the, the truth so it's like whether or not it was me parsons tyler beeman going one two three it well, wouldn't have it wouldn't have i would have loved it you know which whichever way you put it but uh when you lose to some people that buy twitter votes for what you can buy like what forty dollars can buy you ten thousand votes or some crap like man you had 50 percent from the get-go um 
I'm just really confused on how that works. But hey, all the best to people that can do that because they're smarter than the game. But there's no rules for that. Of course they're going to do it. You know, why wouldn't you? There's an X Games medal on the line that people do that. So, um, yeah, we obviously seen how that turned out. Things need to change. It's obviously not real fair to to the people that probably deserved the gold. Um, but it happens, and that's what what it has been for a while. It, the tables have changed, though. It's like, you know, and I had Twitch say it to me one time. He's like, dude, like, I'm sorry for having a big fan base, but uh, you would do the same thing if you had, you know, if you go to X Games and um, Twitch has a mad whip. Like, don't get me wrong. And 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 as when I came to America, fresh from Australia, no one knew who I was. I didn't have a following, and and obviously I was kind of not cocky, but like I was like, you know, oh fuck, I've got a big whip. Like I, I feel like I have. Like I've got what it takes to to be here with these guys, you know. And I felt like it is, and um. And Twitch was winning it those days, like he was winning, and I was, you know, I'd get frustrated and stuff, of course. But um, one day Twitch said to me, "This is not my problem that I've got a big fan base and I'm winning medals. You would do the same." And I totally agree with him. Um, totally. So you know, Twitch, Twitch won a few years. I got some silvers and bronzes, and and you know, I would get pretty upset about it and whatnot. But yeah, it is what it is, and you live and you learn. Um, yeah, you win some, you lose some, but. Uh, then you know, then the tables changed. Josh Hansen went out there and threw the biggest upside down whip. Uh, X Games didn't invite me that year. Uh, couldn't afford to go to the first one, so I said bailed out and I had to do Nitro Circus shows to make money and uh, couldn't afford to do the World Tour. I think that was like 2011 or 12. I think it was 12, and uh, they didn't invite me back. So uh, obviously, it was better when management changed there. So that's good. But um, yeah, so we had that. And, uh, yeah, the, basically Josh Hansen was going upside down that year and, uh, proved, you know, that you could change the voting from, you know, text vote to people actually texting in for Josh to win. Like that was pretty cool. Uh, so Josh got a goal that year. Then we went to X games in Austin. And then I think, uh, Tom got a gold. Uh, then, uh, I got two golds the next following two years. So it kind of like changed to like people actually voting properly, whether or not it was text vote. When it changed to Twitter, people started actually voting for people that threw big whips, Josh Hansen, Tom Parsons, myself, like we all got golds for the fans voting for the biggest whip. And then you come to X Games this year where we're so more advanced with, technology and twitter and all these other social media things that you can do now you can used to be able to buy friends as a ton of people did which was embarrassing but anyway (laughs) people did that but anyway but now people are buying twitter votes and that's pretty embarrassing too so but it is what it is there's no rules there for it so good good on him like he did that so he proved a point that you can buy an x games gold medal um so then what else you got um I don't know if the things change. I mean, this is a cool event. I love doing it. It's an awesome time to go out there and session with the boys and throw down massive whips and on live TV in front of you know, millions of people. I couldn't think of any better way to spend my days. Like, that's awesome. So, um, it's a cool event. I got a silver. I'm stoked. Like, I, I was on the podium and stoked, you know, to be a part of that event, stoked to be a part of X Games. And uh, it's awesome to be in a new venue for once, like a big indoor venue. I mean, Austin was amazing. I had a great time out there, camped out a couple of, in my trailer there one year and 
had an awesome time. It was cool to go somewhere different in the U.S. and go to a different market and and get you know a bigger following somewhere else in the U.S. for X Games. Uh, and then going inside the venue was awesome. Like there's no wind, no yeah, that's the biggest nothing. Thing it was just perfect, like <laughs> perfect temperature, everything. So uh, it was it was a good good X Games. And then obviously it didn't end that great. Yeah, like you said, like the, the the injury that you sustained there, you've you've had a bit of a rash of injuries over the last few months. Uh, that was a dislocated hip. Yeah, so I uh, crashed in quarter pipe on my last event on Sunday. Uh, basically, hand came off the bars um, as I landed. Um, I think my throttle grip must have twisted. I'm not sure. That's not my throttle grip, my uh, clutch grip, and. Uh, yeah, basically came off the bike and uh, ejected me and dislocated my uh, my right hip and did some damage to my shoulder and my knee. So uh, that wasn't that great. I was out for like five weeks, got back on the bike, and uh, I think I lasted three weeks back on the bike doing Nitro Circus shows on the weekends and riding through the week. And then, uh, and then my buddy's Memorial Day did my knee, so now I'm back to square one again. <laughs> Back on the mend, and, uh, and mm. do you have a bit of a timetable as to when you'll be able to uh, to get back on onto things? Are you are you, you going to go under? Have you undergone surgery for that uh, that ACL, or what's the deal there? Yeah, kind of just in a little bit of a, a wait right now. Uh, I've got I've gone seeing my doctors and had MRIs and X-rays and that, and basically I've found out my ACL and my meniscus is torn. So. Uh, I got to do some physio, go do some physio uh, next week. And then what have I got? Uh, about three weeks to wait for the swelling to go down, see how much strength I can get back in my leg and see where my direction is if I need to get an operation or if I can get away with it. spoke to a bunch of different riders and this is a pretty common injury in our sport. And... Uh, I've had people that have gone and got uh, new ACL replacements and all these things, knee surgeries and they've done it again. I've had people that have done it and it's been amazing and they've have, have had a lot of success with success, success with their knee. Uh, yeah, so it's like one of those things that's kind of got to play it out and see where where I'm at with strength and that and go from there. But I'm hoping I don't have to get surgery right now. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, you think of guys like uh, um, the Ryan Villapoto raced the first six years of his his professional career with no ACL in his in his right knee. Um, yeah. To this day, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, another uh, import in uh, David Villeman raced his entire professional career with no ACL in either knee, uh, and, and that to me is is, is mind boggling. But the fact is, is they were able to overcome that, and there's 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 braces that that can be put in place to uh, to hold things together. And, uh, and if you don't have to go to surgery, I think that's always a better option. Um, but yeah, For every, sure. every knee is different. So yeah, well, I guess we'll have. Yeah, to I see. mean, even if I can get away with it, get my career laid down the track, and um, get it fixed. You know, but I can yeah. get get away with it for a bit. I don't want to do surgery. I think the thing is, is like you've got obviously I work with a good team of doctors with Nitro Circus. We have a really good uh, team around us now, and uh, a lot of good physical people. And it's like, okay, we're we're going to be in the best interest of the doctors that we see. But you know, you never know. People things can go wrong. So it's like um, I'd like to try and hold it off as long as I can. But if 
in the next you know two weeks if it's not feeling right then obviously I'm going to have to get something done because if it's if it's weak and it doesn't build back any strength and I don't have any stability with it it's uh it's going to be a problem so uh basically just going to wait it out uh being told to wait three weeks and it's uh well that was a week ago so I got another two weeks and then know where I'm going from there uh got monster come monster cup coming up but I'm not sure what's going to happen there uh hmm might be the first year that me and Tom Parsons aren't going one two one two one two either way. So yeah, it could be could be interesting, but um, all things could change. I could miraculously heal and be there. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you're not there, maybe they should have you as like the one and only official judge. So just so that they have like a, a completely uh, like a, don't leave it up to the fans whatsoever. Just have some, uh, some some people there who are actually just going off of execution and overall impression, which in in my opinion is how how a freestyle event should be uh, judged. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, Jared McNeil. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been okay. a pleasure to have you on the show. I've held, kept you a, a few minutes longer than I said I would, but the conversation was just too good to, to, to let you off the hook, my friend. Hopefully, we'll yeah, see you on a, uh, whether it be a, a vintage YZ 252 stroke or a 252 stroke or that brand new 2018 YZ, uh, and we call it Z up here in, in Canada, YZ 450. Yeah. Um, I, I, ho- I hope you enjoyed this today. Yeah, definitely. I, I was wondering if you guys said YZ or YZ. Cause we like say YZ, yeah. Where, yeah, we're YZ, like it's a zebra, and yeah. uh, what does the Americans say, zebra? Zebra, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, YZ, that's the one. So actually, before I let you go, I want I wanted to touch on this one thing that I think that you might find amusing is the fact that uh, I, I see a lot of pictures of Harry Bink, but I don't see a lot of par- pictures of Harry Bink with a fucking shirt on. And is there any, any particular reason as to why he's either allergic to the fabrics or just doesn't like to put on a shirt for any amount of time? And like, uh, like does, does he just take his shirt off when there's girls around? What's the deal with Harry Mate, Bink never wearing a shirt? Of course you know what. It's for the ladies. <laughs> and like oh, you know, walking guy. around like the Hulk, like he is, you know, he's just rocking it, isn't he? Yeah, that's too funny. I just I, like any excuse. Like if there's a camera around, he's like, oh crap, huh? sure, legend. <laughs> that guy's uh, killing true. it. Like, did, did you yeah, know? Uh, did you know Harry before he came over at all? Or I guess you've been over here a lot longer than he has. Yeah, I taught Harry how to do most of his like upright tricks when he was learning freestyle like I helped him and Steve uh, myself and Steve Mini Steve Mini actually work with him a lot as a kid and uh, when I moved my parents moved to Canberra uh, which is where they live now and uh, that's where Harry's from originally and basically I was there I met Harry as a racer kid way back in the day and he was a young kid on a on a bike and uh, racing motocross and um yeah, he used to come to my compound and ride with me on the ramps, and I taught him how to do a couple of little tricks. I taught him how to do double grabs. Now he does double grab flips. I don't even do that. It's like, man, <laughs> those rock solid flips. Like, yeah, it's just crazy watching someone like you know, like him really progress in the flip. You know, you learn, you know, he learned how to flip, and then he really progressed in flip tricks. It's pretty amazing to see somebody like him who's progressed and being a tough little dude like him. It probably helps a lot with. uh 
with freestyle, like with the tricks he does upside down. And then uh, obviously you see sometimes he wears no shirt doing it. Must be like wind, something like that. Maybe strength yeah, and then the wind resistance or something like that. Yeah. Maybe that helps him, I'm not sure. For sure. Did he dislocate his shoulder probably... in, uh, in Nitro World Games or was that a different athlete? Uh, that was Calvalone. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was no, my, uh, that was my best mate. That's really? my homie. There, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Like, I, like any, like I've had shoulder dislocation issues. It popped out uh, like really easily back in the day and I've since had surgery, but uh, I don't know if yeah. I would have jumped on a motorcycle moments after dislocating your shoulder because he popped it out, jumped back on the bike and tried again. That is uh that that's you got some big stones to do that. Yeah, there's a few few people in sport we like that. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get up though. No, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Have you, have you had any shoulder issues in the past or are you good that way? Yeah, yeah, I've done some ligament damage. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome, man. Well, I know you got a ton of great sponsors, and uh, if you, you know, I give you an opportunity to list them now, and then uh, we'll let you get on with the rest of your day because it's, uh, it's it's still an early day for you. It's still nine, nine o'clock in the morning on the on the uh, west coast. Yeah, being injured, I've been waking up super early because I've been going to bed super early. So uh, it's been pretty crazy myself getting up early. Normally I sleep in, like living on the freestyle lifestyle <laughs> program. <laughs> nah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'd like to thank uh, Yamaha. Obviously, they've been amazing over the last couple of years. They've been giving me so much support. I can't thank them enough, whether or not it's here in the US and even back home in Australia. It's amazing to have support off such a major you know, company like Yamaha. It's something that there's not many freestylers that get any support from them, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to get support from them. So thanks, Yamaha. Um, obviously, LifeProof. Uh, what else we got here? 100% Alpine Star, Bell, FMF, yeah, Motul, FMF, uh, Kevlar, military, uh, that's right. I guess it's like a material, uh, they help me out a lot, part with Nitro Circus, and, uh, yeah, I mean, everyone else that supports me, Dunlop, you guys are awesome, uh, Rental, everyone. It's amazing the support that I can get from such great sponsors. But, uh, yeah, head over to my social media, at uh, Jared McNeil on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, check out all my sponsors and uh, support the cause. Help me out and uh, let's make this sport grow. And, yeah. Awesome, man. Cheers. Well, Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for making time for us today. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Awesome, mate. Cheers. Thank you.